This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Old school. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman. A uh, couple texts. Um, Kelsey, Mississippi Mud Dog asks, are the Jets and the Raiders better options for Rodgers to win uh, than Green Bay because the NFC North seems like it's easier to win? And he is correct. But Mississippi Mud Dog, I think he's thinking about, uh, you know, getting into the playoffs. Now, still, I think Mississippi Mud Dog's point is right because – the Jets and the Raiders at the at the end of the day, you in the AFC, mm-hmm. so you got to pat you got to face Patrick Mahomes, okay, and then you got to deal with Buffalo, Joe, and you got to deal with Buffalo, and, and then you got to and Joe Burrow, and Her- Herbert, and Herbert, and if Russell Wilson gets any breath of life with Sean Payton, they're gonna be a hard out, and maybe Tua, they, and they maybe, maybe about, Trevor Lawrence, right, about- yeah, yeah. There's a there's too much going on. There's too much heat over there, right? <laughs> But so even if you go back to Green Bay and run it back, you know you're at least going to be in the NFC North title hunt, right? And I'm assuming Green Bay is going to add some pieces to you. The problem is this. This is the problem. The problem is Green Bay really doesn't want him. They they won't say it. They don't want him. They won't want him back. Now, see, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, though, this is what I'm talking about. Just talk – this is – see there. Oh, hey, there hey, you hey, go. Here we go. There you yeah, go. See, if so, I, so if I'm A.A. Ron, right? If I, and, and it, look, he likes to get devil in stuff that's not football. And if he wants to have a second career, which would probably be being on one of the either CNN, Fox News, or it was M- MSNBC. McAfee's co-host. Yeah, McAfee's, if he, but if he wants to do something outside of that, right, where he kind of can really, really kind of keep himself probably more relevant than football because he would be relevant 365, he need to go to the commanders. Here's why. Listen to this. He knows the path. Right mm-hmm. in the NFC, he automatically feels that he can he can leapfrog the Giants. He feels like he owns the Packers. He has a problem with Mike McCarthy, so he can go down there and stick it to Dallas. No, this I'm, li- I'm listening. I'm and, listening. And is and when he's getting when he gets there, right? And I think he well. First of all, I know one thing: he will respect Eric Bieniemy to the utmost. Yes. So once he gets there, now he has weapons. The other place, sneaky that he might end up on like a one- or two-year deal, I don't know if they'll pay this much for a quarterback, is Pittsburgh. He has affinity for Mike Mike Tomlin. But Mike Pitt- Tomlin would be good for him. Mike yeah. Tomlin would be good for him, but they got Pickett. And? <laughs> and, and? 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 They got little hand Pickett. And? Pickett would be sitting back on the bed. You'd, you'd learn something for a couple years, then you come back. But they got Najee Harris. They got a really good tight end. They don't have a dog outside. No. But? With this wide receiver class and the free agency class and the ability, if you you know can trade, you there. So Mississippi Mud Dog, you right. You're looking Craig say AA Ron to the foreskins. That, that's funny. Oh lord, <laughs> come on now. Yeah. Now we're gonna get into a little bit of local news. Uh, the Huskers uh, had their after uh, winter conditioning um, press conference. Matt Rule just kind of talked about that the new things that he was doing. Um, I'll get your opinion on it, Kenny. I think he's, you know, really he's coming in and he's trying to create a, a team atmosphere. Like, I wouldn't say for, if I said forcing it, then that sounds bad. 
but he's actually getting guys out of their comfort zone, yes. which I like. Yes. You know, where he's like, hey, stop hanging out with the same people. You know, and, the, and here's why I think it's good, right? I remember when Bo Pelini played, there was a safety that played here, and I remember they did an internship at a company I was working at, and one of his teammates there, and he didn't even know the dude was on the team. And this dude played. Both of them were starters. Now, now, here, and here's the worst part. Now, I, I'll get if it was like a walk-on that he'd never seen before. Don't and, Hold on. I'm I, I, I can give you some excuse, and you're a senior, and he's a, he only been there for a few months. And, and maybe you ain't in the same locker room. Mm-hmm. I, I can deal with that. You ain't and you don't cross paths because I know I didn't cross paths with a lot of seniors when I was in the North locker room. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, and there's probably some that they might know me by face, but might not know. Okay, then. But nah, he was a starter, and so was the other dude. So I that's why I like what he's doing, breaking them up in pods, seeing how they really, how, seeing how some of your boys that you used to hang out with and do some of the stuff that you know probably led to Matt Rule getting there, which is not living up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Really operate. Are you late? Are you accountable? You might love them. It's just like, hey, man, we're cool at the stadium, but then you live with them. Dude, don't flush the toilet. Don't vacuum. Don't do that. So now you don't want your roommate. So what you're doing is getting to learn about yourself, your teammates, and new teammates, even though they're on the team. So I like that. It's crazy you say that because the last week of the season, right? Mm-hmm. The, when you were there. When I was there right? this past season, I had one of the players next to me, and I said, what's his name? Asking about another player. Another player. I don't know. I said, what's his name? I don't know. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? I was like, you've been with this team, and these kids been with you for three years. Right. And you don't know who who, who he is? I said, that's the problem. Right. I, I mean, that's, that's that's a huge problem. Yeah, I don't know how deep they're getting into it because I didn't really get to listen to it. One thing I would uh, actually – tell them to do and implore those guys to do is learn about each other. Yep. Learn about, you know, where, like, say for Kenny, he's from East St. Louis. Tell me about your family. Tell me about what makes you tick. You know what I mean? Tell me, you know what I mean? Because you could be out there on the field, right? And I could, you know, Kenny could tell me something about his upbringing that, that I was like, Kenny, you know, look, we playing for this. And that would get him going. Because there's going to be a time that Kenny would need me or Austin to push you through that threshold. Oh, yeah. So if you know more you know about him, that's even better. I mean, it's no different than that's how you can meet. That's how you meet lifelong friends. I mean, if you think that whether it's Brian Shaw, Ben Butenbach, uh, Tim Carpenter, Joel McAfee, if you think that I would ever be friends with them if I wasn't on that team. I'm the, I, I'm the same way. You know what I'm saying? Some of the friends that you have, I even said it when I spoke to my high school. Right. I said, I put my arms around my coach. I said, do you actually think he and I would have became friends if I wouldn't have came here, right. came here. No. Lifelong friends. Lifelong friends. People that you can call. And, I mean, that's that's what they need to do. And so to- Dr. Chatters did come yeah. and did a, uh exercise with the team. And he said, look to the guy to your left. You know, they're sit by positions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, seniors in front, then it works their way right. back. Look to the guy to your left. And then he made everybody – they they talk for like two minutes, so if I I sat with you, right. you know, what's your mom and dad name, you know, what's your right. brother's name, what's your sister's name, right. where are you from, what high school you play at, what position, right? right? So he asked each individual player who had a partner about that player, right? Yeah, that's good, and that was a good exercise for the team. They needed that, right? Because again, like I said, the last week of the season, I asked, I just because I knew, right? 
Yeah, you can you, feel I, it. I can feel it. Right. You can feel it. I can feel it. I'm like, what's his name? Yeah. What's his name? He had no clue. I'm like, you guys came in together. Right. You were freshmen together. We walked around the locker room walked, butt naked. And still don't know still who don't he is? Still don't know each other? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a problem. Yeah, it, it is a big problem because, and here's why. It's because if you're on the defensive side of the ball and say an offensive lineman from, I don't, he doesn't even have to be from Nebraska, just say he's from Kansas, you guys might have more in common than the guy that you're hanging out with all the yes. time. You might just be hanging out with, say, me and Kenny are DBs. We just hanging out with each other. Now, granted, we like each the, other, but it, it, we, we're hanging out with each other because it's easy because we have the the biggest thing in common. We got the same coach, and we play the same position. Yep. But I actually have more in common to say with an offensive lineman or a tight end that one obviously might not look like me mm-hmm. and obviously not built like me, but has the same family dynamics than me as yep. me or something like that. And that's where I think it's good that Matt Rule is trying to get these guys to do get them out of their comfort, their comfort zone. zone and get them out there doing more to, stuff together, it, trying to build that camaraderie because he probably got a sense of because I'm sure he took a snapshot. I'm sure he came in and kind of just I mean he's a veteran he knows to watch everybody and see these guys real clickish. Where he's like, oh well, no, that's not gonna work. Yeah, because. You you got to depend on everybody to win. You have to, and you got to make sure you got to be because you're creating a bond with these with these guys in your groups that you can cross the line from offense, defense, or special teams to congratulate them, push them, and to hold them accountable. And so what he's trying, I guess, uh, what I'm thinking he's trying to do is create a team kind of like what we always have, where it's led by the players, but you can't have the players lead if they don't know who they're leading. You can't have the wrong people trying to be leaders, right? And you can't, and, and and a coach cannot anoint leaders if if just because he's a good player or that's what you want to do, and that's the worst thing you can do. And that's that's happened, right? And so, so and you can't do it though, right? And you can't talk yourself being into a no. leader. And I think the the other big story, obviously coming out of it, was uh, you know, I had Thomas Fedoni up there where you got to give him, you know, one he's you know battled a couple, you know, unfortunate injuries. You know, one was non contact, the other one I think he got hit a little low, yep. which you know in the live in the live, live period, set, but right? But still, it's you, just you don't need to you hit. Don't him, need, right? no, you have to protect right your your, your teammates. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no, that, ain't no. that ain't gonna get you nowhere by doing that. No. So. But you got to give him props. He's battled back. I mean, he's, you know, 255 pounds. I mean, my man ain't missed a workout or a meal. He's looking good. Um, you know, the biggest thing I will always tell guys is, you know, one thing I, you know, was always told is, you know, let them pads do that talking. That's all you got to do. Let that work do that talking, and everything else will come to fruition. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it's great to have goals and aspirations and confidence. But your confidence comes from the work that you did. And it, generally the confidence comes from the most work you do is when nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. And when you don't have to do it. Outside of the workouts, outside of the film session, outside of everybody going out and you decide to say you want to watch some tape or whatever and get better or have an extra day that you go in and work on your on your craft, that's what happens. That's what leads you to have, have superior – I always say have superior confidence when you play on Saturdays. Because if you, if you don't have superior confidence on Saturdays, then you won't be able to fight through that, you know, second second quarter, third quarter, and be able to, you know, do what you need to do. And and it, and and that's the probably the only advice I give a lot of kids. It's great that you're out there, and it's great that you're getting pushed to be on social media, but keep it on social media because at the end of the day, um, what you do on the field is your best nil. What you do on the field is your best social media account. That's your resume. That's what you it. do in between the white lines. That is your resume. That's it. Nothing you can say or 
tweet or retweet no. or Instagram, that ain't gonna get you nowhere. That ain't gonna do nothing. No quote that you say in the in the in the in the paper are gonna make you tough. No. So I mean, like you said, you are you willing to make the sacrifices when you know your boys gonna go hang out, or you're at home studying your playbook, right. or you, or you in the gym doing something. One of the best things I've I've read recently is being good is not cool. No. And and and. You know, if you just listen, to, if you just hear that right off the top, you're like, that don't make sense. Because when you are good, you are cool. But what it, what it means is it's not cool to get dirty when you're working out. It's not cool to overextend yourself in the workout. It's not cool to go above and beyond. It's not cool to not go out with it when or make you know whenever you know make hard decisions. It's not cool saying no. It's not cool taking it too serious. But at the end of the day, two years down the road, you're going to be the cool one yep. because you're going to be what everybody else wants. And then one of the funniest things was, Kenny, is when I was, <laughs> I was a red shirt. Man, I remember this dude came up to me on the team, and he was like, man, why you take football so serious? I was like, what? Why I take it so serious? Bro, how you think I got here? Like, I'm trying to – I said, I'm trying to – at the end of the, my – I don't know if I'm ever going to play when I'm done playing. I mean, I was only a red shirt freshman. But I, in four years, I want to make sure if that's I'm done playing, I didn't maximize everything. That's why I'm taking it serious. Number one, I don't want to get, I don't want to be a chump. No. And number two, I like football. No, you didn't like it. You I loved, loved it. it. Right there, you go. So that's why I'm there taking it serious. I'm serious about this. And and those are the kind of guys that you just laugh at. Yeah, I was like, how? What, what you mean? You look why at him like, so serious? Did he really just say that? Right. Because I first of all, number one, I don't want to go. First of all, I was getting tired of getting my butt kicked. There. Right. Corey Slesher there was wearing my butt tail out. And then Joe, that, Rock, Joe right? Rockhead. And then I was like, you know what? I got to do something about this. I ain't, I, enough is, I said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I mean, <laughs> hey, I start Dipsy doing on his butt, you know what I'm saying? Hey, cha cha slide on him. He go slide right by it. And then I, that slow his butt down when he don't know where you at. Then I bust him up one time. Then he'd be mad. Then, he, then I'd be like, yeah, I need a water break. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know he's coming Yeah, for I you. know he's coming. He coming. I could, hey, I can run to O Street. He's going to he he come he get, get me. That, that was just, that's yeah. just his but, mentality. But if for a guy to ask you, why do you take football so serious? That's just mind-boggling. Right. Why are you out here if you're not taking it serious? But, and again, for the last nine years, that was a question I would yeah. ask kids. Yeah. Do you love football? Right. Are you doing it just? That's what we're going. We're going to come back in the short uh, segment. I want to ask your percentage of guys compared. Can't, I'm, Don't not let's even, not, there, there not even compare. There compare you us. Go. I'm just going to ask about here. What, I'm going to. Here's what I'm asking. I'm going to ask you two questions. The percentage of guys these days across the board, from Hawaii to Maine to Nebraska to Texas, that don't love football, and why is it? Then number two. What percentage of players that have come here that either have been on the cusp of loving football but end up just liking everything else and didn't love – didn't because I think your love for football can grow. Yes. You know what I mean? But there is – it seems like here it dissipates. You get what I mean? I'm going to ask you why. Coming back in the short segment, Kenny Wilhite, Austin on the ones and twos, Austin 316 and Jay Foreman.